0: Welcome back to the Salty Dogs Podcast. Yo, yo. What's up, Chris Erna?
1: Nothing much. I Jason just, Villanueva. We I, never do that.
0: Yeah. More. We just dropped our full uh, full names on the podcast. So
1: people, you, should we do social address? Nah, we don't do that stuff? that stuff. Okay. No. We yep. can.
0: Here we are. Season three. Episode, episode
1: 51. 51, the yeah. The biggest, it's a milestone.
0: You guys missed uh, the uh, milestone episode, which was the last episode. We also episode. missed it, too. Actually, you if you listened to it, you didn't miss it. We just didn't make a big deal Episode
1: one hundred, though, that'll be a bigger deal. That'll be a big deal.
0: That'll take how many seasons? That'll take almost six seasons to hit.
1: I mean, if we because, keep, if we keep trucking through in yeah. the fall, we'll build up some more. I mean,
0: well, I kind of consider all the other bonus stuff not really episode episodes.
1: Just yeah. yeah. So, anyways, how many do- how many podcasts make it to episode one hundred? That's like a milestone, right? I would imagine oh, for sure. There's oh, not very many. Though. Well, there's
0: there's some percentage of podcasts that don't make it past seven episodes like the majority of them will stop before seven episodes uh or at seven episodes but then also there's a statistic right now that says about roughly 60 percent of the it's like 800,000 or 600,000 podcasts that exist Oh um only 40 percent of them are still in production
1: oh wow so there's just all this content yeah. that's floating around out there
0: <clears throat> yeah but you also have to take into account like some of them are are investigative and so if like if there's a murder podcast and they you know
1: there's they, been a murder in
0: savannah, savannah. With, and they present 12 episodes worth of murder podcast right and it doesn't have a new episode well it's you know it's kind of like a show right right you know oh hey we made it's it it's like it.
1: it's like you know a show that has one season and then they never make anything else it's just it still exists pretty much well that's not going to be us yeah it's not going to be us we're in it for the long haul
0: apparently so we're just going to keep doing what we do
1: keep doing it you got yep. any any cool updates in your life
0: Yeah, so uh, Casey and I were just in Colorado.
1: We get it. Yeah.
0: Whatever. You did something
1: awesome and fun.
0: Yeah, we did. It was really fun. We went and uh, hiked a mountain. We did a six-mile hike up and then obviously six miles back down. It took us like six or seven hours. I was a slow poke. I'm jealous. I'm kind of a fatty, fatty two-by-four. Well, Casey's Casey climbs Homeboy, trees, man. he so barely even broke a sweat. But yeah. it was really good to get away with him. And just if you guys – I know you haven't heard from Casey in a while, but he's doing well. I, I, I want to give a shout-out to him. And so we actually did this – in the uh in the facebook group but just kind of in honor of uh casey today i'm going to share something that he shared with me as we were driving back um from colorado what's
1: up cory what's up tim
0: he um uh let's see here where is it so he shared something when he he said oh i haven't written i haven't uh written anything in a long time and I was like, dude, yeah, you should start writing again. He goes, well, I did write something the other day. So here, this is actually from KC, um, and so we're just going to read it. This will be our our devotional. Nice. We're doing a daily. This is devo, our first devo. Our first daily devo on the Salty Dogs podcast. I love it. Yeah, what would it wouldn't be it. it wouldn't be daily; It'd be episodally devo.
1: Like once, once Episodil, every six months.
0: Episodic devo. Sure. Whole oh, snap. <laughs> so he says this: If God isn't about look at what I've done in terms of righteousness, why then, conversely? would he be about look at what i've done in matters of guilt shame remorse and sin mm. in both
1: <laughs> I, would, I wasn't trying to be funny it really that was good mm.
0: in both of those instances he instead points to christ he is my righteousness and he hath done away with sin therefore right and wrong conduct stems only from the heart's connection to his son conduct in the sense of doing what is right or wrong becomes secondary a secondary reaction to a primary nature A nature totally infused with the life of Christ by the Spirit will, by default, always produce the fruits of the Spirit, which can be enjoyed by those that are the recipient of our works of goodness that have been been preordained by the Lord. Connection is everything in the Spirit-led life of a child of God. Dare I say, it is the only thing. Our connection to Christ through the Spirit is natural and organic, organized yet sporadic, in the moment yet looking ahead. If we seek only to tighten our connection with Christ, who is our life, and seek only to open more and more the channels by which the Spirit may flow through us, I feel that we will find the rest that our Father spoke of. I feel that we would find the yoke that is easy and the burden is light. Lord, will you grant me stronger connection and unclogged channels." And so we were like driving, it's early in the morning, super tired, and he drops that on me and I'm like, Bro, that's legit. Send that to me. So I shared it in the Facebook group and then I shared it with you fine people here on the podcast and you, on our Facebook Live.
1: You your ear holes have been blessed. Your ear holes. Your ear orifices. Gosh darn. Nice.
0: <laughs> we're really good at taking like good <laughs> moments and just twisting them to No,
1: be. man, that Casey, Casey T man, he's he's always got those those uh knowledge bombs that he's dropping he
0: dropped a fat knowledge bomb i looked over him and i was like bro you totally just wrote a devo, <laughs> daily so devo. the episodic devo." hashtag, hashtag daily devo <clears throat> so yeah he uh anyways that's kind of what you know went to colorado again uh got Hiked a new a mountain got a new job coming on the horizon i don't have to talk too much about that but some shifts happening in my life and right. so that's Good pretty stuff. cool yeah what about you uh
1: i did not hike or climb a mountain Um, I'm actually coming up on, I talked a little bit about it, but, uh, a 75 day challenge that I was doing. Um, so I'm like down like 22 pounds, uh, right now. haven't measured, um, how many inches I am. I mean, I, I did took, I haven't taken measurements, but that, that challenge ends on Tuesday. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, it's been good for me to make the shifts that I've been wanting to make. I mean, it's, it's been so good mentally and emotionally, physically. I mean, it's, it's just been really, really good. I haven't felt like sludge every day you know it's easier waking up and um i don't have the headaches and all that stuff so that's been really good i've been excited about that um and i was just telling you today you called me and i was finishing up at the gym and we were chatting but i i'm gonna restart something again for 30 days i think taking taking this journey and putting it the chunks and challenging myself is <laughs> you can't see but he just moved my laptop out of the way <laughs> It's okay. He's he's all about product placement. That's right, yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, so I'm getting ready to start on this next time, but I'm excited because one of the things of the challenge is I haven't had a beer in 75 days. Uh so I No beer. No beer. And so I'm excited to have a beer and then oh, start really? back up the challenge, yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. Anyways.
0: Well, I guess one of these days we'll have to talk about uh
1: Drinking. There's nothing and, to talk about. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> then you know, you go. You, it's whatever you pagans want to believe. About. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: we, we have a little bit of, Oh wait, you had mentioned very brief. I know we're taking a little minute to get into this, but dude, the doghouse. our Facebook group has been popping this last week. Yeah. We've had lots of new members coming in. We've had lots of really good conversation going on.
0: Dog house. <laughs> yeah. So Facebook, uh, go and search in your, in your search bar. Uh, salty dogs christian podcast group right and uh, you can join um it's we keep it private but you can go ahead and just pop on and ask to be a member and then we'll uh we'll let you in and so there's no prerequisite for that
1: right except that you have an open mind Pretty
0: much, that's it. Yeah. Well, we're just going to assume that That you have an open mind. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And so, anyways, we uh, we just speaking of
1: open minds. Well, hold on,
0: we've been sharing encouragement. I've been trying to be really encouraging lately, but that's just kind of where I'm at in my walk. Uh, But it's we want to create a quote unquote safe space for people to ask questions. We know a lot of people are inquiring, and you know, it's just asking the questions that we've kind of talked about on the podcast, like if. Uh, You know, there's a certain doctrine or belief or whatever it is that you just kind of want to mull over in the group. Like we want you to be able to ask there and not, you know, uh, get blasted for it. Right.
1: I mean, well, you're not going to have anyone. I would hope question your salvation or you know invite you out to a coffee meeting and say, you know what, brother, I'm just, I'm just really worried about you. You know, you're just on you're on some dangerous slippery slope.
0: You you just need to be careful. You just it's just a I I just love you. This is a, a a warning in love, brother.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: anyway, so we're not going to do that. But yeah, speaking of open minds.
1: <laughs> right. Or salt. So We had some true salt come we, through. We
0: did. We had... We had. It's that
1: Himalayan. Oh my like, gosh. Like natural. Yeah, so this is
0: our Pass the Salt segment on the Salty Dogs podcast. And this is where we read a review or message or an email. And we actually got a... Uh, so on Facebook, you can recommend pages and organizations and stuff like that so typically i'll get an email or i'll click on the uh the little notification icon and it'll say uh salty dogs received a uh, or so and so recommends a salty dogs podcast and the other day one popped up it says does not recommend the salty dogs podcast and <laughs> hey, where were you you're were coming back from dallas no or something?
1: i i, uh, yeah, I was, you were up. uh no i woke up I just. But you
0: were in Dallas. With maybe Andy. I was. Oh, I was in yeah, Dallas. I yeah, remember.
1: I woke up to it. We were on a. My, me and my brother went on a trip. So, yeah. I woke up and I don't know how you felt. Well, actually, I know how you felt about it. But when I saw it, I actually smiled and I was like, "Thank God that we finally have someone that has said that they don't agree with what we're what you know we say everything to our faces <laughs> because I'm sure it happens you know behind. Well, but.
0: Yeah, and it's the majority of people will either leave a bad review. Uh, and never listen again, or just never listen again. It's like when you go to a restaurant. Right. If I have a bad experience, I'm just not going to go back to the restaurant. Rarely will I give a bad review and not go back. Right. But um, so on our uh, Facebook page, uh, we're not going to give his last name, but it says, Steve doesn't recommend Salty Dog's podcast. And it's just just one line. It says, well-meaning, but does not believe the Bible
1: is the word of God. And you actually, I think, responded and had a little, you know, we don't have to read that right now, but you actually had a little conversation back and forth, which I thought was cool because I really am all about conversations. People don't have to believe the way that I believe and that's fine. Um, But I thought that that was even cool that he responded back and, you know, kind of had some dialogue. So yeah,
0: there was a little bit of dialogue that went back and forth and, you know, I just basically I said, Oh, okay. Well, you know, is there a specific episode that you listened to that made you think that way? Mm -hmm. And then I went on to say, you know, and just because like, if I'm, if we have a guest on and we don't, believe every, you know if, if i don't align 100% with what they're saying um, usually i'll i'll kind of ask questions to try and get more information yeah. and if it looks like i'm you know condoning what they're saying uh, it, it i think you can get it conflicted with i'm interested to hear more and i want to know about why they think that way and so if i'm yeah. indulging them in that in that line of thinking it's not that i'm like yeah brother 100% It maybe I'm just trying to get more information. Sure, and you know I don't think we've ever like on the podcast told anybody they're flat out wrong for something that they thought about.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that would go against kind of I think we value the process. You know the process that people go through. I think we value people's journey because you know you and I are are just different people than we were three years ago. Um, You know when we had Cody on, Cody talked about you know looking back three years um, and looking at yourself and who you were then, and you know if you're not different. In some way, you know, is the work of Christ. You know, is He at work in your life? And not necessarily saying with you know messing around with your beliefs and stuff like that. But I really, I really do value the process. And so, Steve, I, I'm very thankful that you just shared what was on your mind with us. So thank you for that. Thanks for not recommending us. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way. And just, so,
0: and so, Steve, in the way that Jesus was transfigured on the mountain, and His clothes shone bright white, with the glory of heaven upon His. His person, I pray that your cheeks are transfigured well, right before the eyes of those around you into I, a bright rosiness.
1: Can I make a joke? From heaven,
0: <laughs> you want to make a joke,
1: Steve? I would carry your pack an extra mile. I would turn the other cheek. <laughs> what else does Jesus? I'm kidding. I'm joking. He's not my enemy, Steve. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. All of the air out of the tire just there. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: Womp, 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 womp. This might be the first time I actually insert a, uh, like, fail... <laughs> sound into the, yeah,
1: boo. Oh no, I'm just kidding. All right, okay. All right. So we got yep. a pretty cool here topic today. Let's do it. Let's and dive in. Here, here's the cool thing about this topic is that we actually threw it out to the Salty Dogs you know, podcast group. Dog house? The dog house. Like we said, hey guys, we have a couple topics that we're thinking of. Um, what would you guys prefer to, to hear? And so the majority voted for the topic that we have tonight. So what's that topic, Jason?
0: So we're going to talk about kingdom vision for marriage and family. And so kind of what we did just the other day, I was, (laughs) I got home and I needed to pull some chicken. So I decided to do that in a public forum. And so I, I pulled some chicken, um, while I was standing in my kitchen on Facebook live inside of our group on the dog house Facebook group. And I'm just going to do that every time now,
2: (laughs) man. that's And so,
0: um, anyways, uh, we, you and I just kind of started talking about like, Hey, what do you think we ought to be covering tomorrow night? And which is tonight. And, uh, We threw out a couple things, and we said, well, maybe we'll throw up a poll. So that's what we did in our Facebook Mm -hmm. group. We threw up a poll. And so we had the most votes for kingdom, vision for marriage and family. And so that—
1: What was the other topic? uh,
0: The other topic was like uh, different—like alternative church paradigms.
1: Like expressions of church.
0: Expressions of church. So like uh, house church slash— uh, small group. Uh, Mission,
1: you, you said equipping, equipping ministry, yeah.
0: missional communities, all those kinds of different,
1: things. So different expressions, outside of the, expressions the traditional
0: outside of a traditional like Sunday morning gathering with right. a yeah big organization. So I think we'll we'll cover that at, at some point in time. But we wanted to honor the uh, the voting system. We're For a de- sure. democratic entity here, unless <laughs> the Lord intervenes, and then well, you know, He's King. So. What he says goes so we are, yeah, we're covering this topic, and so that kind of stemmed out. You telling me a little bit about you and Lara getting away and spending a lot of time talking, and so Lara's your wife, I'm My just wife. letting the listeners know that you know who your wife is, and I so do. you guys got away, spent a lot of time talking. And that time together to really focus and, and talk about life and really be able to take a breath and get rid of right. like being taskmasters and that kind of stuff, um, you were able to kind of Master, get a little bit of vision. Yeah. Where's the dreams that I've been after? <laughs> Laughter! All right, a little Metallica for you guys. Um, you guys were really able to kind of look at your life and and, and say, okay, here's some things that we want to do and kind of get yeah. some direction, right?
1: So
2: yeah.
0: you were able to do that. Uh, me and Kim, we were able to do the same thing a couple months ago, and that has really kind of shifted the... Trajectory of of our life,
1: yeah, man. And I remember you came back, and I mean, we talked for about forty five minutes or something on the phone. Yeah. You were just sharing just how much good came from it,
0: right? And so I think what where we're going to talk about is like maybe the importance of getting some kingdom vision for your marriage and for uh, for your family, because yeah. even so, as a family, you've been talking about how you guys are are kind of rearranging life to shift to missional focus. And so right. uh, we won't. I don't want to give it all away, but that's kind of the the route we're going to go,
1: right? I mean, we've we've. Our family, the Cernas, and your family, the Villanuevas, have basically begun to reorient, you know, our lives to move towards a specific goal, um, which we really didn't have before getting away. At least for our family, I don't know if your family had that, but you know, we were. What we found is that we have dreams. Lara and I both have dreams, and that. Um, we don't talk very much about those dreams, you know, mm-hmm. just cause you get, you get so busy in the daily grind and, you know, get up and you go to work and, you know, kids just started school again. We had school start back up. So no parents are trying to get in the rhythm of school and then kids are too. And I, Sterling's been like, he's been having some, he's been adjusting to school. So, I mean, your family, and then you, you know, you just get used to that, the rhythm of go, 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 go. And then, well, yeah, all what, of that,
0: what happens, you get to this place where it becomes, you're just kind of, managing and maintaining yeah, so that the majority of your interactions with your spouse become uh, scheduling, right? Right. So like I'll message my wife on a daily basis. We're on like Google chat or whatever it is, uh, Hangouts, Google Hangouts. Yeah. And so we talk uh, the majority of the day through hangouts. But a lot of the times it's like, Hey, what do you have going on this weekend? Oh, Hey, I got to schedule this video shoot. Hey, what are we doing? October 12th? Hey, what are we? Yeah. Hey, is it okay if I, and it's just trying to like juggle all of the crazy schedule things. Right. And so it's really easy to get into this, into a rut to where you're just, um, like it's not necessarily bad, but you're just kind of in management mode rather than like in vision mode. Yeah. And so I think maybe let's take a moment to define what we think a kingdom vision is and how that pertains to marriage and family.
1: Right. I mean, the the first thoughts that I have when you when it comes to kingdom vision is like actually going to the Lord and saying, you know, God, what is your vision for our family? And I think that's going to look different for every family, you know, and and so <clears throat> Taking that time, and not just you, I mean, oftentimes, like, there's kind of one person in the marital relationship that tends to maybe lean in a little bit more on the leadership side. Um, and so not just me doing this um, or just Lara doing this or just you or Kim, but coming together as a, as a marriage team, as a family team and, like, asking, you know, praying together out loud and seeking, you know, God, what do you have for our family? So when you say kingdom vision for marriage and family, I just think of going to God and asking God instead of, you know, maybe just pursuing our own hopes and desires, but actually going and giving God input. Like, Lord, what do you want to see happen?
0: Well, yeah, because we all, I mean, we're obviously we're in America. um, And so just kind of, and I'm sure this is like, you know, Earthwide, <laughs> worldwide, everybody's yeah. trying to, everybody's trying to exist. They're trying to, you know, uh, have food in their stomachs and shelter, you know, for their family. Um, you know, we're in a country where we get to be educated and have careers. Yeah. And like, we, you know, we get to save and look forward to retirement and do all these things. It's just like traditional Western the American, American dream, American dream right. right? Own a house. Like we have all these things like and and it's so easy to get caught in a rut of just trying to maintain those things. Right. Like I have to go to my job because I have to make the money to pay for my house and, you know, to pay the bills and to have a car so that I can drive to work to pay for a house. And pay yeah. The, right. So it's just this like in the cycle. And I think that if we're doing that just to do that very quickly, we can get burned out. Oh yeah. And, and sure. we get super hopeless with like, what is this life even for? Like this freaking sucks. Yeah. You know, so I'm, um, I recently switched jobs like back in February in, into, an, into a new job and I was just ready for a move. Well, you know, I thought that this switch was going to essentially make me happy or whatever. And I remember messaging my wife one day and it took a little bit of, uh, it took some guts for me to actually message her to let her know that I was a little bit discontent with where I was at. Right. Because you had
1: just made a switch. Yeah, I just
0: made a switch. I had to yeah. swallow some pride. Right. And so, anyways, I finally just, uh, I said to her, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm just, I'm tired of wasting away in this stale box. Right. And I'm talking about just sitting at my desk like eight hours a day. You know, it's like all these walls around me with false lighting and like I'm just there and I'm doing this work on this computer. And she was like, geez, drama queen. Right. (laughs) Because like I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm wasting away in this stale box. They're closing in. I can't (laughs) breathe. (laughs) Yeah. But seriously, like I, man, I was really getting tired of the grind, bro. And that's what I call it. Like, man, just on the the grind. grind, Like, you know, and, and so for our family, you know, we have debt. Then when you get paid off, I have a big school loan, like just you know, a little bit of transparency there. And right. so, dude, it gets it gets a little it feels a little hopeless. Yeah. Sometimes when you look at those big numbers and then you look at your paycheck and then you look at all your expenses, and you're just like, oh my gosh. It just makes you sick and it sucks the life out of you. Yeah. And so I think the way that the Lord kind of rejuvenated our uh our marriage and kind of um Helped to see that our our family was going in a direction, not just living in this like circular, uh, you know, this machine, just a cog in a wheel, essentially, uh, or a cog in the machine. Um, he gave us, I believe, he gave us some kingdom vision for our family. And, and well, b- before right. you go there, I want to ask you a question. Oh, he, so,
1: what did what did before you go into right, that? Right. What did your household feel like? You know, like d- describe to me the atmosphere that was in your home. I mean, this is we're we're honestly going to be very transparent today, but like. Talk to me about the the environment that you're home, what it felt like when you guys were just on the grind, constantly go, 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 like,
0: I I mean, you know, there's moments of and I guess I didn't really even describe Kingdom Vision either, but um yeah, let me let me go back. Let me reverse and hold on to that question because okay. I want to get to that because I I kind of started getting into something else. Kingdom Vision, again, I just want to agree with what I want to echo what you echo, what you said about really Seeking the Lord and saying, hey, what is what is your vision for this whole thing? Yeah. Um, what do you want to see happen through this? And I have...
1: This partnership, you're, you know, this marriage, yeah, this, this family. Yeah, this partnership,
0: this marriage, this family. And so I want to give this scripture real quick just to kind of contextualize this. Um, it says in um, Ephesians 2 verse 10, For we are his workmanship, or his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. There's another scripture that says that um, for those who he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the likeness of his son. Yeah. And so when I talk about life in general, I think that there's an ultimate goal. And then I think there's like um, things that will happen that we get to be a part of that aren't necessarily the uh, destination, but the journey. So our destination is to be conformed into the likeness of Christ. Right. Like all of our life points to us being conformed to being His more image, like Jesus, being right. more like Jesus. And so we, He has, He has already looked at us and has, and He said, and now that we're in Christ, He says, your destiny is to be conformed into the likeness of My Son. And so everything that happens, all of the journey to that destination, is f- uh, functioning. To transform us into the likeness of Christ and also to bring the will of the Father to earth as it is in heaven, to usher into his kingdom, right? And so as we are conformed into the image of Christ, which primarily was a human being who was 100% obedient to the will of the Father, the good works predestined. Yeah. Right? So... As Jesus walked the face of the planet, he only did what he saw the Father doing, and mm-hmm. he was only doing what was the will of the Father. And so that's where we're headed. And so as we're being conformed in the image of Christ, we're continually seeking what God wants, and then we're living that out. Yeah. See how that works together? Yeah. So as I'm seeking the Lord and he's transforming me, he's showing me and leading me and guiding me in the way that he wants in the way of his vision for my family and for my marriage.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's really important because I think we, we can easily get caught up in this, this system of, of doing good things, but maybe they're not the things that God wants us to do. I mean, especially, um, I'm not going to pick on the church today, but you could just start doing all of these really good things, but you could be missing what God has for your family. Um, but if we're not seeking and listening, you know, not just asking, but actually making it a point to listen, then we could miss out on something huge. You know, we like to say it this way in our community. We say, um, uh, I totally just forgot what we say. It's something along (laughs) the lines of Oh do We just we say, say this thing all the time that <laughs> I forget. He It's say, like, "Oh wait, I just forgot it." But ask Jesus and do whatever He says. Like, and it sounds like a cop out, but it, it's really not. Like, yeah. really, go ask Jesus because I could give you my opinion, but I'm not Jesus. I don't. I don't know the overall you know scheme of things. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what mm-hmm. what your your destiny is. Like, right. But God does. Right. So go ask Him and then do yeah. whatever He says. But,
0: yeah, it's as simple as reading that scripture and saying, "Okay, it says that you prepared works." beforehand that I should walk in them. Uh, so what are those works? Yeah. And so I think a lot of people, so you can get into this whole will of God thing, right? Like, well, what is the, and there are uh, theological terms for this, but essentially like, is there a generic will, like gets God's will that we love our neighbor, but then is it God's specific will that you go and show love to your neighbor, John, by taking him a meal when he says, go take John a meal? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So there's right, like an right. overarching will, and then there's like a very specific will, and I can't remember what they're called. It's, again, theological terms that, that I've forgotten, but... Um, yeah, I think you can get into that, and I can say, okay, Lord, what is your will for my life? And he might just say, okay, that you go love people, and then you're like, okay, well, where are my opportunities to love people? Or he can answer specifically and say, all right, I'm sending you to this job in this part of the city to be around yep. these people, and you're going to see very clear that yeah. there are going to be people around you that need to be loved.
1: Right, and that, go- I mean, that goes along <clears throat> the whole track of missional living, you know— um- I don't want to deviate too much from the topic, but there's a, a pastor Rob Wagner, in Kansas City who, you know, a big thing that they talk about is they they do this missional living type thing, and they say they pray this prayer, you know, any every time they step at the door, Jesus, show me where you're already at work, like yeah. show me the the people, the areas, the things that you're already doing, right. and then how can I help you along? Right. It you know, sounds like that, that. It
0: sounds like that book, Experiencing God, by Henry Blackaby. He says, mm-hmm. see where God's working, and then go there, and then join him, and join, join him. him in that. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I want to talk real quick because I want to I kind of give some background um, because I, I think this is important as well. And I haven't forgot about your question. I just don't feel like we're there yet.
1: <sighs> Sorry. Um, I just really want to talk. I haven't been listening to a word you're saying. Really? No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> so I think it's important that we actually believe that God has some sort of divine plan for our marriage and our family. That is going to impact his kingdom, right? Because right. We, we pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, your kingdom come. And What's up, so, Matthew. And so, we have to, I think you're going to confuse people in the audio if you keep doing that. I'm sorry. I'm just saying hi. I know. We have to think about both audiences, uh, Christopher. Okay, fine. Hi, John. Hi, Greg. Hi, Marsha. Now I'm just naming all the pretty bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Um, <sighs> so we actually have to believe that God has a, a a kingdom plan for our family, which which says, okay, God, like I'm yours, I'm your child, um, and now I'm married and I have kids, and so I have to believe that all of that is part of what you're wanting to do. It's right. not like my family and my marriage is separate from my ministry or the the predestined works that I'm to walk in. Yeah, right. It's not like I'm doing the will of the Lord. Oh, and I just so happen to have a family. I have to believe that all of that is all part of God's plan. And so that kind of gets into the whole sovereignty thing. But if if you would allow me, I want to start by us telling how we met our wives and why we believe that the marriage we're in has been ordained by God, and that he has something greater for it.
1: Well, you're making an assumption that I believe that about my marriage. I,
0: you better, or we're going to we'll have <laughs> I'm to... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh,
1: <laughs> yes, I totally believe that.
0: And now a break from the podcast while Christopher figures his crap out. <laughs> so,
1: are, so are you, you okay you, with doing that? Yeah. You, you want to start? Yeah, I do. Go for it.
0: Um, so I have a really interesting story about how I met my, my wife. And Kim, when she was asking me about what we were going to be talking about tonight... I told her kingdom marriage and you know or kingdom vision and all that stuff, and she was like, "I think this would have been a really great episode for you to have your wives on."
1: Dude, I thought the same thing, and, and I was I just like, "Well, here we thing.
0: are again. Like the one day that we talked about toxic masculinity, we didn't have women on, you right. know? So we just we're we're not those people. I'm not of that camp, and I I'm honestly, not of those if doctors. we
1: just didn't, if we just had the margin, I mean, we would have had them here. If I would have had childcare, and I'm sure if you would have had childcare." Well, it's but true because
0: because make- I said, "Well, you can come." She's like, "No, I can't." I knew exactly what she meant. Who's going to watch you like, all that stuff? Yeah. So that, but one of these days, we'll we'll get him on. But, um, anyways, I told her I said, "I'm probably going to tell the story about how we met," and she was like, "Oh, I've never actually heard it from your side," and so I'll try and tell as fast as I can. Um, so Kim and I met in like 2011, near the end of 2011, after we started our church here in the north side of Wichita. Um, she's the sister of Christine Mm -hmm. who was on our launch team
1: and and, has also been on the podcast and
0: has also been on the podcast and Kim's been on before too. So,
2: um,
0: but anyways, uh, so she started coming to, to, uh, our church and she was actually going through a divorce at that time, which was kind of crazy. And, uh, she was kind of away from the Lord for a while. And, um, anyways, the, the message that broke her was this message I was preaching about the father's love. But then I was preaching and I, and it was the, the craziest thing. I was saying, God's going to raise up some men who are going to marry up some of these single women and some of these single moms in this church Oof. and he's going to redeem and right. And I just like, I spoke it out yeah. and lo and behold, in, you know, sitting in the front was this woman who yeah. I didn't know was going to end up being my wife who, who has Henry, um, her son, our son from her first marriage. And uh, anyways, so I, the Lord actually used me like as a pastor in her life uh, for a couple of years and actually helped her work through some of the hurt from the divorce yeah. that she was carrying. Well, once she kind of, and, and so now I'm kind of telling her story a little bit, but um, the story goes that she's working through this. She finally finds some healing through all of that pain and she's praying to the Lord. She's saying, Lord, I'm totally fine with it just being me and you. Yeah, and uh, and we were friends. I have to say that we were just friends. Yeah, um, we, I mean, I, I remember got, going and hanging right. out with you guys, and, yeah, and stuff I mean, like that. It was she it was, was.
1: I would agree. It was right. totally just a friend. Yeah, thing.
0: she was part of our part of our staff, and you know, quote unquote staff, and and so we did things together all the time. We hosted dinners. We had friends over. She's a part of our Bible study. She hosts about. I mean, we're just working She's to get doing cousin. the ministry. To oh yeah doing the ministry together or whatever, and really, truly just, just friends. And, you know, just me being the the guy that I was, I had, you know, had my eye on, you know, other relationships. And yes. And so
1: <laughs> well, I just was agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways,
0: yeah. um so she's praying to the Lord and she's saying, mm-hmm. God, I, I'm totally fine with it just being you and me. Like, I'm so glad we're, you know, you know, you, you, you're so awesome. You know, she's praising him, whatever, praying. And, and she says, I'm, I just, I can be single for the rest of my life and I'll be totally fine with that. And the Lord spoke to her and said, well, you're going to marry Jason and told her this in prayer. So, so number one, she, her response to God was, no, I don't, I don't think you just heard me. I said, I'm okay being single. Yeah. Right. And she says, um, you know, and he says to her, no, you're going to marry Jason. And so she's like freaking out, like. What am I hearing? Am I hearing God? Am I hearing me? And and so she goes and tells her sister and Christine's just like, Oh, I don't I don't think you're hearing God. And she's like, No, I, I think it's the Lord because why would I just make that up? Why would I just think that out of this, you know, the sky? Right and, right. and so she held on to that and uh
1: how, and, for how and long? For two years. Before she told you?
0: Yeah. Dang. So the Lord told her that and also told her, You're not to say anything to him. Yeah. You're gonna wait for me to like bring him around. He's going to have to come around. And so anyways, for two years, she watched me like flirt and like kind of be after these other, these other girls, you know? And, and I say girl, like, let me just tell you, there was like one or two that I, that I ever had any kind of,
1: like okay, Man, it, maybe so that's going to so, be a thing. and this was crushing, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So that and um, anyway, so she stuck around. Um, I, I say that like we were doing ministry. We're still friends. Yeah, I was tight with her family, all that stuff. Really, truly friends. Well, earlier in the summer, um, how do I want to? Where do I want to go with this? It was winter. Okay, so it was winter of twenty thirteen. So remember, I met her late 2011 and it was early or maybe it wasn't two years then maybe it was like a year and a half anyways timeline doesn't matter as much so December 2013 um I'm sitting in uh the movie theater on Christmas day by myself in Wichita Kansas because my <laughs> family's in Houston so oh, oh so, your
1: family was in Houston
0: well that's where they live
1: well I was here
0: okay whatever <laughs>
1: invited me. I was
0: wallowing in my pastor singleness <laughs> and I went to a movie by myself and as I was sitting there waiting for the movie to start 45 minutes before the movie there I am like oh you know I got oh, nothing were else totally to do.
1: Totally a loser. 45 Su- super minutes loser, Goodness. yeah.
0: And so I was on my phone and I got an email that was like Groupon and it was like 50% off match.com membership and I was like
1: screw it. Dude, that's a good deal. <laughs>
0: 50% off, man. You're a bargain hunter. Yeah. Yeah, and this is before Tinder and all the crazy apps, right? Right. Um, and by the way, I've never used Tinder. I'm just saying, like, I. anyways, that I, I got married, and uh, then I think it came out. So if right. I have used it, well, then I'd be in trouble. But I've sure. not. So anyways, uh, Match.com, I'm like, screw it. I'm doing it. I buy the Groupon. I'm sitting there. I'm starting to set up the profile, right? And then um, I'm like, oh, I'll just finish that later. And then I'm like. What the heck am I doing? I'm like, God, what am I doing? This is so stupid. I need to trust in you. And I start like coaching myself. So then I'm like, well, I'm going to cancel it. and I'm going to get my money back. Right? right. So I just had this brief moment where I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. Well, um, that's Christmas day. Well, a couple days later, I decide that I'm going to reach out to a girl that I had kind of seen earlier in the year. Yeah. And I'm like, New Year's Day, I'm going to message her. I'm going to say what's up. I'm going to like try and maybe pursue that relationship. Jason,
1: you are really a to man. Dude. Goodness. Well, bro,
0: let me tell you, we need to have an entire freaking episode about um, – about me, um, being a single male pastor. That was, that was crazy. Um, but anyways, so I make this decision in my heart, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to go find me a wife, right? Like I'm saying guys pursue women all the time. I'm going to go pursue that. I'm going to win her over. Like I'm saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And, uh, that, that, so I was going to do that on, on, uh, January one, I was going to send this message on December 30th. I have some people over at my house. I get a phone or a message from Kim. She says, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, I think she's going to leave the church because this is what pastors think when people need to talk to them. Right. And so she's like, I really need to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, well, I've got people over. Can we do it tomorrow? Or what is it? Are you leaving the church? She's like, I'm not leaving the church. (laughs) Right. She's like, I just really need to talk to you. And, and so I'm like, okay, well, I'm meeting with some people. As soon as they leave, I can come over. Right. So these people left, I go over to house. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, "What's up?" Oh and my god! Tell you she's, just
1: broke a huge pastor. I know, thing. right?
0: 10 p.m. alone. Yeah. Was there someone else there? Her son. Good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> All right. Freaking and so, center. so I walk into the house, and uh, I can tell that she'd been crying. I'm like, "You okay? What's going on?" And she's just like, "I don't know how to say this, but I just have to say this." And uh, she was just like, uh, "She's like, so so many months ago, or a year ago, or whatever it was, God told me that I'm supposed to marry you." She just dropped it on me. And so I sat Dang. there. I sat there quiet for a second. And then I go, you know, Kim? I was like, You're the second woman I've had this conversation with today. And she <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a jerk. She she looks at me. I'm like, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. And then for some reason, the first question out of my mouth after that was like, Do you think I'm handsome? Like I wanted to know if she thought I
1: was attractive. Right.
0: Um, but here's the interesting interesting thing about on, it. What'd
1: she say? About what did she think you were handsome? Or she's sure. like, God just I told guess. me yes. Yeah, I didn't right. really have a choice, Jason. Right.
0: So but here's the thing. Over over months, right, I I essentially like found every reason as to why I didn't think that she could be my wife or would be my wife. Yeah. And so there were moments where the Lord had like kind of shown me some things, but I just rejected it because it didn't fit like where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do. Yeah. Right. And uh, it didn't fit the narrative that I thought was supposed to play out for marriage. Mm-hmm. And we were just friends. And like, there were moments where I was like, does she, is she into me? Like that kind of stuff. And yeah. then her sister, Christine would just be like, um, she would tell me like, well, you know, she's not in love with you, right? Like you just need to know she's like not in love with you. And I guess there were times where, she saw that I thought that Kim liked me, and so she would just reassure me. She's not in love with you, yeah. which was the truth. She wasn't in love with me, but the Lord had told her that we were supposed to be married. So every time Christine said that, I backed off, way off, because yeah. I'm not one to want to get rejected. Yeah. So we just had this weird dynamic for a long time, and and uh, I think I I called you right after that when I left her house. Do you remember that? I I do. And I and I called you and told you all about it. And uh, anyways, I just was praying one day. And I I was asking the Lord. And so this was like, I don't know, 10 days after we had this conversation and um, I was praying to God and and I just kind of had this epiphany. And I said to the Lord, I said, you know, I'd be a fool if I've if I felt like, or if I really believed that I could create a better scenario yeah, because of the friendship and the way that all happened. And we were in ministry, love the Lord, like it was cool with her family. We we're truly friends.
1: Right. Like, Yeah. Th- I I mean, I would agree. I definitely, there was a friendship there, yeah. inside jokes, all that stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. All that stuff. And so anyways, that, that was kind of how we ended up getting together. And so that was in early January and then we got married in June of 2014. And so through all of that, all of that Long story short, right? All of that to say, like, I saw the Lord's hand in all of that and the way that he brought us together. Yeah. So I have to believe that there's a reason for our marriage. There's a kingdom purpose for our marriage. It's not just so that I can have a wife. Right. And And have guilt. And Right. (laughs) <laughs> exactly, yeah. have guilt, uh, all that stuff, right? It's it, so I'm so I can have someone to snuggle with at night and like not
1: that's
2: not, not have to going. go to
0: movies alone on Christmas okay. on Christmas night and sign up for Match.com, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. It's, that's not the purpose. There's a greater purpose in all of it, for sure. And it starts with that story. Now, I don't know that everybody has that, but for me, I have that.
1: I can top it. Top it. I'm just kidding. I, I'm going to try to one make of your volunteers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, let um, me just
0: tell you, if you're out there and you're thinking about going into ministry just be and you're a single pastor. guy, <laughs> just be, just youth be a youth pastor. pastor. You will be, get married so stinking fast. You will.
1: Yep. Anyways, so I'm going to try to tell our story pretty quick. So I moved up here in 2012. Um, I had actually just gotten out of a pretty serious relationship. We were dating for two years, and we just weren't happy. Um, but but it, it hurt nonetheless, and so I broke up, or I got broken up with. And so I came up here uh, just out of my hurt and... Just came up here to make a trip just to see you, and you were like, come on, bro. And so I got to come up here, and I was up here. And then wh- while I was up here, I, you know, I I wrestle with this story because I've even – I want to have an episode on calling and talk about calling one day. But I felt called, and the right. live viewers can see I'm doing quotes. Quotes,
0: yeah, you felt there called. There was
1: definitely – and I don't know if it's I just wanted to move up here or really what, but I mean – Obviously, God had a purpose for me to come up here, so I moved up here, um, became the youth pastor at a church, and uh, did that. Um, and actually, before I moved up here, I'll tell the story when I first saw Lara, um, they flew me up here to go to like a, a youth conference uh, with all the kids, just so I could get around everybody. And no was one it really a choir knew. Was it the Fire? It was Acquire the Fire. It okay. was ATF, yep. And so uh, they flew me up here to do that, and I remember seeing Lara and her mom. They were walking around together, and I just remember thinking like... Oh Lord, I have stumbled. <laughs> like she's she she's hot, and I thought, man, she is really good looking. Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you did good, you did good, God. <laughs> very nice. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, I remember seeing her, and I actually had a conversation with her mom on on the trip, <laughs> and so I remember very specifically it was during worship, and her mom started crying, and I just happened to be sitting right next to her, and I just. Someone's crying next to me, and so I was able to pray with her, comfort her, pray for Lara before you know I even knew anything about her. But oh, you got to pray for Lara. So no, I yeah, I got to pray for Penny, Penny her mom. Okay. okay, okay. So I prayed with her while she was weeping, but she was weeping over her daughter. Oh, She's had some health stuff she was going yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I didn't think anything of it. I flew back home, and then I moved up here. Well, anyways, I ended up starting a singles group, um, which also you don't have to become a youth pastor; just start a singles group, and then marry you know, the hottest girl in there. So pretty much. Yeah. So I started S- solid
0: tactics. I, st- I started
1: a singles group and that really tactic. wasn't my purpose, but uh-huh. the reasoning, but I started a group. Um, there really wasn't anything for college age kids. So I, I did that and invited Lara. I got her phone number. And at first I was yeah, just like, <laughs> so I thought this girl is, so cute! I'm just diving right into the friend zone. Like, there's no way this is oh, really? happening. Yeah, yeah. Like You friend zoned yourself. I did. I was like, That's a, this, she's not gonna friend zone me. I'm gonna friend my zone league. myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I ended up just saying, "Hey, we're gonna be friends." And that was probably one of the best decisions I ever could have made because right. I took all the pressure off. Now, obviously, I still really liked her a lot, but mm-hmm. I, I told myself that there's no chance. There's so, no way. <clears throat> long story short, we ended up hanging out quite a bit over the summer with me her and two other friends we hung out like every day and the cool thing was we hung out with her family a lot so every interaction i had with her was also around her family so um so i really got to know her family they got to know me and kind of just this friendship mode um i'm gonna fast forward to halloween of that year so we'd probably been good friends for you know six months or so and um I ended up Dude, telling bear her. Dude,
0: beer Halloween, bro. You're just killing that <laughs> pagan lifestyle. Yes. Rocket.
1: Um, I I ended up telling her that I, how I felt about her and just letting her know, like, hey, I need to know if you felt if you feel the same way. If you don't, that's fine. But I really care about you a lot, and I see you as more than a friend. And so she agreed. She said, I, "I definitely feel something for you too. Like I, I know there's something here. So, but the crazy thing is, is we didn't start dating then. I mean, happy I asked dance, her. Happy
0: dance, happy I asked, dance.
1: yeah. Oh, dude, that was the happiest ride home of my life. I was I was on cloud nine. I was so yeah. someone loves me. I'm not a potato. Or you know, she just at least liked me. So, um, so I ended up asking her out three times, and she said no three times. <laughs> and and oh. the, but here's the crazy thing is that in her mind, I mean, at this point in my life. My calling was ministry, was full time right. pastoral ministry, oh, yeah. and so for her, she was really wrestling with this idea of can I be a pastor's wife?
0: Right. There I were a lot that. of I really
1: amazing that. women. I mean, our pastor's wife, you know, Michelle, she was awesome, and so she was comparing herself, going, "I, I'm not like her. Like, I'm not as awesome as her. There's no way I can yeah. be her." And just you know, we there was a lot of really amazing women in our church, and so she's just like, "I, I don't know if I can be a pastor's wife." And I remember praying the prayer. I was like, "All right, God, like." She, I really like her. She doesn't know if she can do this. Um, so Lord, if if it is not in the cards, like any version of your plans for me to be with her, then just end it. You know, just remove it. Like we can just be friends, but remove her from my life, and so I'll never forget it the next day. So that was a really hard prayer to pray. Get because that girl
0: out of my face. Get that girl.
1: So, but if, every time I prayed that prayer in my life. God always removed that thing. So very rarely the thing that I wanted was the thing that God wanted. So that was, in my mind, I already (laughs) said, well, God's going to remove it, her. So the next day we were hanging out at her her parents' house, and she told me, um, man, you know what? I don't know what's going on, but I just have peace about Like, I feel like I can do this. Like, I feel like I can be a pastor's wife. So there was this, I mean, there's the God moment. It's like, yes, you know, it was. And so even then, though, we didn't start dating. We didn't start dating until the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so December 2013, we started dating. No, 2012, we started dating. December 2012, uh, I proposed March of next year or May of next year. And then we were married September of that year. So how many months was that? So, I mean, we had like a four, I don't know. Four-month engagement. May, June, July, August. So it was like four-month engagement. Yeah. Yeah. So we planned it real quick. Like boom, boom, boom. Right. And so that was our story. But there was definitely that moment where God just kind of, I mean, he flipped the switch, man, and and he made it happen. At that point, though, I had no clue what marriage was about. I mean, to me, I was just so happy that I was no longer alone and that I had someone. And so I think, you know, ministry created so much tension in our marriage and in our family yeah. oh yeah and and we just had a conversation about this the other day <clears throat> but i really think that dude if, if if a lot of pastors wives were honest they would say that they're miserable in their marriages and you mm-hmm. know in kids and not because their husband is a bad man but because It's constantly like ministry, the The demands, demands, but ministry always trumps all. It's like the God card. You can't beat it. Like what's more important than saving souls, right, and winning people over? There's nothing more important than that. Air quotes, like you can't trump that. So, right. I, I don't know how many times yeah. this happened with you, but me and Lara would often get into arguments right before I had to go teach or preach or do some meeting or do something or counsel someone. And it's like, Dad, like I'm doing good stuff. You like you play your can, first you ball
0: game, son. I'm going to go win souls for the kingdom.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It, it, and it's so unfortunate that that's the case. But so often, ministry gets elevated above all. And so, You know, that was a lesson that I had to learn the hard way. And and I didn't realize how big of a deal it was until I was no longer in full time ministry and that we were able to have some open conversations. You don't Um, realize what's um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the statement that that you Uh know I shared with you the other day, but (sighs) but I was when I was a full and I'm not saying that this is true of all pastors, but for me, in this case it was, and I believe that there is a majority that it's the same for them, but not all. When I was in full-time ministry, I was the least like Jesus that I've ever been in my entire life.
0: Right. It, you were the least like him when you were trying to do the most for him.
1: Right, yeah. When I was doing his work, I was the least like him. Now, so I can also I can also admit maybe that was me. Now, I'm not saying I was beating my wife or hit my kids or, you know, like I wasn't doing any of that stuff, but my heart was so angry about things. I mean, just little things would just set me—I mean, I I did not—the fruits of the Spirit— were not evident in my life. And our pastor is going to hear this and go, oh my God, we hired a terrible youth pastor. But you know, like <laughs> it's just one of these things to where it's like, we didn't have that kingdom vision right I thought that we had arrived there with full-time ministry and like that was it that was it that was it and you know then I ended up working for FedEx and we're on the grind I'll just describe what our household was like it was just busy Him. dude all busy. the time yeah. busy going to meet and then when I worked for FedEx like we had started attending a really big church here in town and so we of course I jump in I volunteer I'm at all the meetings and doing all that stuff and so it's get home from work go to the meetings do this do that do all of the good things but you know God had other plans and uh, ended up planning a church again and again doing all the meetings and all that stuff and and really 2019 is it's kind of been a breakout year for us because i quit working and like getting a paycheck from the church that i'm actually currently pastoring and and dude there's there's so much weight that's lifted because there's no paycheck involved and you know but that was the kingdom vision that god had for our family go all in on photography start your photography business and i'll take care of you and he has been and so it right. was just this trip that we got away so my my kids went to Houston with my family for a week well actually i'll stop you tell your story now, like you talk about your trip. Do you want to do that? Do you want me to do that? I don't know. I've just been talking for a minute. <clears throat> oh, that's fine. So,
0: um, so what you're describing is kind of the busyness of life, like being in full time ministry. Now you're you're not, but you're still in ministry. Like you're right. leading at Living
1: Water Church, I mean, but, but and, pretty much just right, just going, just on right, the grind all the time. On, on and the so I really yeah. resonated with what you said about like. A lot of our conversations were about scheduling. Hey, I have right. this coming up. Hey, I have that coming up. Hey, can we do this that night? Can I do this yeah. that night? And so, it was just—it was almost like we were just existing, but not really great friends. The friends that we weren't were right. not really that—that that romance wasn't there. And and it, I mean, <laughs> doing the work of the Lord, you know, yeah. like—and yeah. I'm not knocking that. That—that's me. Like that's mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. not. setting that pace, but I'd never seen that modeled, man. I hadn't seen that modeled in the leaders I was under. I hadn't seen that modeled under, you know, any mentors in my life. Like it just, I didn't know what that looked like.
0: So, so here's how it felt. It was just like that. It was busy. There was always something to do. Um, you know, the how it, so I was getting really frustrated with like the house and the chores and the doing and the doing and the doing. And so I was true. And we joke about me at, on the podcast being Martha, <laughs> but truly in my home, I was Martha. Right. Because for some reason, there's just something in me, personality, soul, whatever you want to call it, that I couldn't like sit on the couch and just be with my wife. Um, if like the house is dirty or the dishes were dirty, the trash needed to be taken out, like it, it, it would upset me. And so I lived in a constant state of frustration that nobody else put on me other than myself. Yeah. I put that on me. And so I was very discontent, um, not only with that, but then also like, you know, the debt situation with owing money on the car and the house. And it's the just a, lot, was of going, a lot of stressful stuff. A lot of stressful situation. Uh, wasn't so so happy with the work situation, um, and then obviously because we don't have a lot of time. Like I'm, you know my relationship with my wife was not all that great
1: because and you were doing so much because you're
0: doing so right. much. And so just caught in that grind. Plus there's, there's ministry, the source, you know, there's the preaching, there's the doing this, side the jobs. Dad, you got a side. lot of side hustles. So, so just a whole bunch of stuff going on, but you know what it was that the primary feeling was, I felt like I was alone in it all. I felt like I was alone in, um, I felt like I was alone in, uh, in trying to take care of my household. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was alone and trying to get out of debt I felt like I was, it was like you
1: were a one man team. It didn't I feel felt like, like a team. It didn't feel
0: like a team at all. Right. But in the same way, she felt like she was alone. Yeah. We're both feeling the same thing. Man,
1: I, I agree. That I would agree that Lara felt the same way, and so did I.
0: Right. Both feeling the same thing. It's like
1: this breakdown in communication. And so,
0: so honestly, like I'm sure she prayed too, but I remember praying very specifically for some things in my marriage and in my family. It's a weather alert. Okay. Um. I remember praying very specific things for my marriage and my family. I remember praying about our debt. I remember praying about our health. Right. Um, And just like the way that we ate and the way that we felt and looked. I mean, you know, we just were eating whatever we wanted. We were spending money all over the place. Yeah. You know, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I felt like we were hemorrhaging money and it was making me sick, like to my stomach, sick to my stomach, anxious, and just like I was just dreading. I'm just like, oh my gosh, we're just digging ourselves in a hole more. And so I was just, was not in a good place really. And, and, uh, so somewhere around the beginning of the year, I, I I began to pray and I said, Lord, can you just put us on the same page? Like, please, let's just get the same, get on the same page about finances, get on the same page about health. Like, just put us on the same page. Like we're for each other. We're not against each other. Like we have to know that. And uh, honestly I believe it was that prayer that kind of put some things into motion because she she caught the bug.
1: Yeah. And I, and Oh and I remember it was just like a light switch flipped man. Well yeah
0: and and just to be completely I guess open and honest about everything like we um or what's the word I'm looking for candid about everything yeah we we just decided hey we're going to get our family out of debt. Right. That's what we're going to do. I mean, it's time. And so.
1: And did this happen when you guys went out of town? Is this that? No, no. Not even yet. Not yet.
0: Not yet. So at the beginning of this year, um, the Lord put on our hearts that we, it would be, here's what we called it, the year of the purge, that Hmm. we would purge weight and we would purge stuff
1: and we would purge debt. That's legit. So. You got any stuff that you don't need that.
0: Yeah, you can have all our crap, dude. Seriously, I want it all. You can have all our. God crap, said this man, is, man.
1: is the year of abundance for us. Just gather, <laughs> there you go, right. store so, up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one kidding. man's
0: trash, another man's treasure. Right. So that began us really starting to kill some debt and putting all of our extra money. Um, really getting a plan, doing the yeah. whole debt snowball thing, all that. But but then also my wife and I going on the ketogenic diet, yeah. and losing a bunch of weight together. So that was like huge. Yeah, seriously, that's a big well, deal. Well, dude,
1: there's nothing like I mean, pursuing something health like that. You know, with your partner, I mean, well, it, it just changes everything.
0: There's there's so much power. And what does it say about you know uniting or agreeing on something? Like there's power in the agreement.
1: I think they say there's power in the agreement.
0: Th- there's power in the agreement. <laughs> and funny. so when we could come together and agree on finances and agree on our home and agree on uh, that's you know all that stuff, like the Lord showing us that. Like I don't know what he spoke to her. I don't even know how to tell people to go and do that. Right. All I know is that I recognize the issue. I continually prayed to the Lord, and I just said, can you get us on the same page? And uh, and something shifted, and I'll tell you, there's we've had a really great year, and let me tell you, we've had some of the the worst fights we've had in our marriage. We've been married five years. We've had some of the worst fights this year in marriage, but we've also taken some of the biggest steps as a as a family unit together, right. becoming
1: a team, becoming
0: a team. Yeah. And I think I think there's something to be said about that. Yeah, I agree. You you know, Satan did enough to separate us. So, when we come together stronger, I think he ups his game. Yeah. You know, and we don't need to get into, into theology about spiritual warfare and what we think Satan can do. But it just, you can't help but notice that. You well,
1: know, you know, he can't do anything with hedges. Like, the dude is terrified bro, of he's, bushes. Like, he's like, dang it. Dang, another hedge.
0: Another hedge of protection.
1: <laughs> dude,
0: what would he even do in a maze?
1: Oh, he, greenhouses? If you want to really, you just put a greenhouse <laughs> in your backyard. Satan ain't so coming near don't. that bad boy.
0: So let me, so let me tell you, let, let's fast forward, and, and I know this is a lot of story, but I think it's beneficial. So my wife and I, for our five-year anniversary, went to Kansas City at the end of June, and honestly, it was the the, the first time we've gotten away together alone in a long time. Yeah. Long time. We took a trip to, to D.C. one time together, and that was really great. Well, you
1: guys and, had just also, this year, went to Hawaii
0: went to Y as a but family. This is,
1: but this is different because this you two different. are getting away.
0: Her and I got in, in the vehicle together, and I was truly missed, but I wasn't surprised that we talked nonstop from the moment we got in the car to the moment we got out of the car right. between Wichita and Kansas, or Kansas City.
1: I mean that's like a two-and-a-half, three-hour three, drive.
0: Three, three-and-a-half-hour drive, Something whatever. Something like that we just talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and what did we talk about we talked about ministry we talked about faith we talked about theology and doctrine and beliefs and relationship with the lord and right. and you know like vision for his kingdom and like all that stuff but it wasn't until the um the drive back that we actually had some conversation that shifted the entire trajectory of our of of our family for this
1: yeah and your life i mean and your lives.
0: lives yeah so you know this doesn't have a lot to do with ministry like what the Lord's doing with the Source Wichita and like our teaching and, and our podcast and all that stuff, that's, com- that's actually pretty separate from what, what's happening in our family right now. But the Lord really confirmed and doubled down on our debt situation and and I believe has gotten behind that um, in, in multiple ways. But essentially what happened is he gave us vision, which is, is not like – it's not out of the ordinary. It's yeah. not out of the norm. It's what a lot of people do. He really showed us how we could snowball our debt, but then he showed us that we could combine incomes with some of our family members and work together to uh, pay down debt and then create investment. Right. Um, And so we believe that as a family, we're essentially going to start this business together. And uh, within less than 48 months, we're going to have hundreds of thousands of dollars paid off in debt and own multiple homes.
1: And you can also do this if you join this movement and for $500. Oh gosh, stop. Stop. And so so I know it,
0: I know it sounds crazy, but here's why it's not crazy. It's not crazy because it has taken the grind out of the daily grind and has given us a vision for the long run. So where I was hating going and sitting at a desk, on a now daily. there's purpose. There's purpose. Right. And it's just a change of heart. Yeah. My circumstance hasn't changed. Well, it will change because I'm getting a new job. But I was still, we were still working still towards a snowball. Yeah. We're still having, you know, we're still trying to purge. I mean, and knocking stuff and out. I mean, I know stuff. you're
1: telling me like yeah. every couple of weeks, like, hey, dude, we just paid this off. Hey, man. And like, but I think you guys are officially.
0: But here's what it has to do with, though. There's a ministry aspect to it, too, because the amount of freedom that we're going to acquire by essentially getting out of debt to be able to be quote unquote more free to go or do or give or support financially it it's going to be there yeah. right and so scripture says straight up man in proverbs the 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 uh, borrower is the slave to, to the, the lender. lender if you owe some entity or somebody money and you have to work to pay that out Oof. that is that is a form of slavery yeah And I mean, you, you can disagree with me, but I'll tell you what, I felt like a slave and you know why? Because for three years, like my daughter who was born, um, in 2016 for three years, I've had to drop her off to be raised by somebody else, somebody I know and love, Yeah. but I've had to pay money Mm -hmm. and, and watch my daughter grow up a couple hours at a time per day. Yeah. A couple of hours, Monday through Friday, I wake up. She gets up, 30 minutes, we're out the door. I'm in the car with her for 30 minutes, and then she's in the care of somebody else. I pick her up at night at 5.30. She goes to bed at 9. So what am I getting, four hours? If you don't
1: have anything scheduled. If you don't have anything
0: scheduled. Right. You know, but then if you've got all this other crap going on, ministry, all that other stuff, how much honest, how much time, honestly, did I get to spend with my daughter, like waking hours, being able to like be around her and love her and know her, dude? Imagine it's
1: tough, man. It's heartbreaking when now, you look at it that way.
0: Four years from now, when she's seven. Five years from now, when she's eight years old, and we're completely out of debt, and our cost of living is very low, and we have residual income coming in. Yeah. Think about the amount of time that we're going to be able to spend together. Yeah. As a family, and look. Right now I'm of the mindset that truly all we have in this life is relationships. Mm. That's the only thing that matters in this life. I agree. The amount of time that you spend with people that you know and love and you know caring for them like you know love God and love your neighbor well part of loving your neighbor is actually being around them.
1: Right. And unf- dude, the, and the sucky thing is, unfortunately, our families are the ones that get shafted when it comes to the love. Like they they are the ones that go without love, and oftentimes everyone else is getting the love. You know, the people in our ministries, our neighbors, these other people that you know we're serving or doing things. But it's our wives and our children and our husbands. You know, those people that are closest to us that that oxygen supply of love for them. Get you know that hose gets stepped on yeah, again, and they don't right. they don't get it. They go without.
0: Yeah and it's and and I'm not saying that the kingdom vision for my family is that we are debt free and then we own some properties and like that's the end of it. No, that's the beginning of it. Yeah. He's given me kingdom vision now to help me get through 4 years so that I can say what's next God. Yeah. And he might reveal it next tomorrow or the next day or the next day. But ultimately we have all committed our lives Kim and I have committed our lives to doing the will of the Father. And it's because we're his children and we know that he wants to bring his kingdom here and he wants to do things through us. And we've said yes to whatever he wants to do. And so because we've said yes to that, we're on a journey and everything that is happening in our lives and the, and the direction that he's giving us is only serving to bring about that purpose. Yeah, And so I can't, like, I'm not here to tell you how to create a a kingdom vision for your family. Like, well, you know, make sure that it, think one thing with ministry and one thing with your kids and one thing, like, I'm not here to give a formula, but I'm here to talk about the importance of actually seeking the Lord and saying, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Right. And so for my kids, let me just say for Alana and for Henry, like, my prayer for them is that they would know Jesus, my prayer is not that they would plug into some doctrine or go into some sort of ministry or be a part of some denomination or understand some yeah. sort of sect or doctrine or theological bend. Yeah. I want I want them to know Jesus yeah. and however that expresses through denomination or, or uh, paradigm.
1: But that comes from a place of knowing. It starts with knowing. Right, that, and it's an outflowing because, of that. Because
0: if they can know Jesus, everything's going to be fine. Yep. Right? Like, you're good. Even if even if you're persecuted, even if your life doesn't go – even if I have to weep and mourn over the persecution and the pain that you endure through the rest of your life, if I know that you know the Lord, then you have everything you need. Yeah. Would I rather you be safe and not know the Lord or in constant danger and persecution and know the Lord? You see what I'm saying? Yep. And so I'm not wishing that on them, but – Ultimately, I need to live my life in such a way that they see that there's relationship with God to be had.
2: Mm -hmm. I agree. Yep.
0: I've been talking a lot. You can go now.
1: So, I mean, it's interesting because we went to Kansas City too, so – they just kind of if you want
0: kingdom vision for your life go to go, Kansas go City to Casey. Yep, with go to KC. Spouse.
1: It's going to happen. Um and so our kids went and stayed so my family's in Houston. I'm from Houston just like Jason. And so my I met so when I was down with da- down in Dallas with my brother, we took my, the kids down there and my mom met us in Dallas and then took them back and then we drove back. So we our household was kid free for 7 days and um man it was this is going to sound so bad but it It was amazing. (laughs) I I had so much. I mean, we missed them, obviously, but we had so much time, and uh, we did not fight once. We we had so much fun together. It was really really good, um, and just yeah, like I don't think we fought just either. like you guys, man. On the trip, like we talked the whole way there, um, but we had also known that this this week was a turning point for our lives. Like we knew going into it, our church um, has been all about missional living, and so you know, Larry, like this idea that that you. Anytime you step out your door, you are on mission, the mission of Jesus, and simply asking Jesus, Jesus, where are you at work today, and how can I join you? Like that – I mean, but just being aware where we work, live, play, study, all of that kind of stuff. Um, Like we can be Jesus to people, and we can – as long as we're doing whatever he's leading us to do, but you got to have that antenna up. So – We've been in this process before we start doing all of these good things, like we need to become the family that Jesus wants us to be. The way that we have been viewing discipleship has also changed as well because discipleship, I just don't think it happens in classes anymore, or studies. Like it happens in the in the it's not one study think, or one yeah, class. Right. I think it's a the, facet of it happens, right. but but it's but we've put all our chips in that and we've neglected um basically the aspect of life on life with someone it's not the the big the three or four big classes that they take but the hundreds and thousands of little moments and interactions that you have with people in the everyday moments of life that's I agree. I and agree. so and so we have been wanting to invite people into our family okay and so for us to be able to do that we need to become a family worth joining so we've decided to make Make huge changes in our family, and so we had a, an agenda. Like we had talked about it at the beginning of the week. Hey, when we go to KC, here are the big things that we're going to talk about. We talked about, you know, what what is uh, how to care for mental health. I mean, just all sorts of different things like in our lives. Like, you know, what are family dinners going to look like because. Part of being a bomb family is actually eating at a table with one another, like all of that stuff. So we had plans to go to Ikea and, you know, redo the kids' room. But so we we got in the car and we talked the whole way. And we had a couple of really big revelations. Um, and I'll just kind of go through some of those. But number one, like I said, that this was an amazing week, you know, without the kids and we didn't fight. It really revealed a hard issue in me because all of the fights that I think that are caused are because, you know, I can take a step to stop those. I cannot respond in anger. I I, I can do something to change those things. All of the times that I get mad about little things that happen, you know, when my son spills milk or when, you know, he just – I ask my daughter to pick something up four times and she doesn't do do it, and then I lose my stuff and I yell. And, like, all of those things are hard issues with me. Right. And so I think – it was almost like having them out of the picture. You can go; it would be easy to go. Oh, our life would be so much easier without kids. Mm-hmm. When that's not the case at all, I think our life would be easier if I just was going to God every day and allowing Him to bear fruit in my life, and not, you know, creating an environment where I'm just this. I'm I'm probably making myself sound like a terrible person when I'm really just trying to be transparent and honest and open, like. I really do think a majority of the households deal with this kind of stuff. We're behind closed doors. I mean, husbands and wives are arguing right. and fighting. No one's making changes. And and so for me, I was like, I got to lead the way in this. You but Lara, Lara also said, I got to lead the way in this. Right. So if both of us are trying to lead the way in right. this, like yep. trying to make the best decisions we can, well, it's going to be really, it, really good.
0: But what happens is you create an environment of contention if – you keep thinking, well, she needs to change, and she thinks keeps thinking you need to change. Right, and we're both going. And then you become.
1: We if, both need to change.
0: Right, if you can turn inward on that and say, "Look, it doesn't matter how they how they act. If if I can get my crap in order, yep, dude, I I just have to tell you something real quick. The Lord, he like backhanded me hardcore the other night. So, um, Illy, she she's three, so she still gets up in the middle of the night, comes into our room, and gets in our bed, and so she wakes me up when she does that. Or you know, she won't always wake me up when she does it, but if she sleeps between me and Kim, she rolls around and so right. she'll inevitably kick me and wake me up. Yeah. And so what I tried to do one night was you know, take her back to her bed and get her to go back to sleep in her bed. And sometimes she will if she's out, um, but the last couple of times she's been awake. And so I'll take her to her bed and I'll leave her in her room and she'll start crying and saying, I want to go to your bed. I want to go to your bed. And I'll say like, no, you need to sleep in your bed. You need to sleep in your bed. And uh, she'll cry and cry and cry, and I keep telling her no, no, no. Well, I eventually cave and end up letting her um, sleep in our bed. But the other night, she got up and uh, <clears throat> and came into our room. She kept waking me up. So I finally took her back to her room, and I was like, you need to sleep in your bed. And I was like freaking out on her. Yeah. And so she's crying, and I'm like, go to sleep. You're going to be in trouble. You need to go to sleep right now. And so she's like, okay. So she's crying. She's weeping. And I, she's you know sobbing, and so I go and I lay on the couch because I want to listen to see if she stops crying and goes to sleep. Well, she keeps crying, and I go in there and I'm like, "Why are you still awake? You need." I mean, I'm just leaning right, into right. her, and she says, "There's a monster in my room. There's a monster in my room." I was like, "There's no monsters. Go to sleep." And uh, finally, I'm like, "Okay." So I grab her and I go and put her in the in the bed with Kim, and I go to sleep on the couch and I lay down, and I'm like. I don't know why she thinks there's monsters in the room. And God goes, you're the monster.
1: Oh.
0: You're the one yelling at her in the middle of the night, in the dark, go Gosh. to sleep, separating her from you. You're like, dude, he broke me, bro. Oh, man. And he just, he showed me like my, you know, my wickedness, my right, sin. Right, right. And, and that's exactly what you're talking about is <sighs> that it's not always – it's not always like you are in complete control of the situation, right? right like you right. cannot freak out on the kids. You and so I've had to tell myself, like, man, I got to be more gentle. I got to be more kind. Right, like, yeah. And
1: and you know, I'm we not, are the best representation of, of Jesus to our kids.
0: Yeah. I well, mean. I just I just been praying, man, and like asking God lately, like, you know, help me to have more patience. Like, bear that fruit in me, God. Like, I want I want to like. I want to bear that fruit in such a way that it's noticeable. Yeah. It's notice, you know? And so, man, one time I asked him, I was just like, you know, when you think about the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kind of all that stuff. Like if you put my name in that sentence, how much of that stuff can you actually say that I am? Jason is loving well, yeah, sometimes. Jason is patient. Jason's not patient. Jason is kind. Jason's not very kind sometimes. Right. Jason is gentle. Jason's definitely not gentle. Yeah. Jason is patient. Jason is definitely not patient. And so, dude, it just kind of broke me, man. And you're 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 onto something there when you ha- when you have to just take ownership for who you are. Right. And say, man, I've got to go to the Lord. And he He has to change me. And
1: and that's exactly you know that's exactly what we did. I mean, we took that time to go where are we? I mean, essentially without us realizing what we're doing until you defined it and brought this topic up, we're getting kingdom vision for our family. And we really saw that the Lord wants to, um, do something in our family and to take us somewhere else and and to have us be a family worth joining, but that starts in our home. And so, I mean, we talked about all sorts of things. I'm just going to read through a couple. That was a big one, the heart issues. Um, the other one is, is, you know, we had a renewed spark in our marriage, but that's because we had time. And so, you know, for us, we were like, man, we only get date nights maybe once a month, but it's because we can't afford them. You got to get a babysitter and then you pay for the babysitter and then you go to dinner and then you get dessert or you go to a movie. Like, and then we're like, how can we reimagine date nights to where we're spending, let you know, Less than twenty bucks on childcare, maybe just going and doing something for free for an hour. Like, right. So reimagining date nights. I mean, um, I so again, like I talked about it at the beginning of the show, I've been working out. That's my me time. Like I actually, and I told you this when I work out, it's not to. I mean, I, I want to get bigger, you know. <laughs> like I want to, you know, get swole. But I, it, it's it's the mental release for me. Like mm-hmm. it is it is good mentally. There are endorphins that are released. That's good. L- Larry didn't have something like that. So. We talked through how can you recharge daily before you get home. Um, We talked about uh, so we talked about uh, mental health and care. We talked about dinners and families. I mean, we completely redid our house. We bought, you know. Plates so that we could actually have a family dinner together, and placemats and candles, and we light candles, and we're going to celebrate Shabbat in our household, which is simply a time—it's like the Sabbath, essentially. Sure, you know, like yeah. so that whole thing. So we're making all these big changes. We hang up—we hung up words over our children that every night before we go to bed, we're speaking these words over so our kids. You're a lot more practical than we are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we are. And so I mean, but like we're on the same page. We're taint. I mean, we just change. We're going to change the words out every week, but we're going. Hey, what issues do we notice in our kids' lives and their? Arts right now mm-hmm. well sterling he's kind of been a little wild lately well let's talk about self control right. hey ellie's been really fearful let's talk about bravery like mm-hmm. all of these mm-hmm. words like sterling was saying i can't for the longest And it's mm-hmm. like man you're capable like right. so just speaking these positive words over mm-hmm. them and, and it's been changing things but where, man
0: but where did all this stuff come
1: from what do you mean
0: like how did you decide that you were going to do all these things did so you read a book so did you some of some class? of this stuff like, is
1: i mean again and and this would have fit more in like the paradigm of like the church thing that we're trying to do, but for us, you know, we've been reading a lot of, so, oh, I've been reading a lot of stuff by Hugh Halter, uh, this guy Caesar Kalinowski. That's got a podcast, the One mm-hmm. Two Three Life School yeah, podcast. He's come on, um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll try to, um, and then there just uh, books about what it looks like to actually live life outside of just attending a service but what does it look like being the church and so this idea of being a family on mission before you can start just doing all these good things it has to start in your home like and so right. for us we're yeah. like man before like we're not a family worth joining right now we're not and so we want to be a family worth joining we want our meals to be special and and so we knew that we had to make changes in our lives and i can just tell you this like there are people that have left our community because they felt like I just can't do that, and that's fine. You know, and I and I'm not going to force anyone to do this because right. you can't. I can't force anyone to try to live this way. It, it has to come right. from an inward dwelling. Yeah, um, it has to come from within. So
0: right, well, yeah, you have to. I mean, it's got to be the Lord that's going to do that in you, right? Because you can try and force yourself to um, be somebody, and you know it's not going to work, right? Right. Um, so, um, I was going to say. So what I kind of married into essentially with Kim was – so she owned our house before we got married, and the Lord showed her that her house was going to be a place of refuge for some people, that her the extra room in her house was going to be a place where people would live and, and be – um, and there would be some aspect of relationship or discipleship or whatever. And so when I married into that, she told me like, you know, hey, the Lord told me that this house was going to be a place where people would live and come and they could rest and we could do some discipleship and stuff. And so we've had, uh, we've had one, two, three, four, we've had four people live in the extra room in our home with us. And of course that took sacrifice. Right. Right. Because we had a so, Illy has been in her room and out of her room and in her room and out of her room and back in,
2: yeah, you know, several times. Several
0: times, um, but we've had these people stay with us and live with us and and exist and with thing. us. Um, and you know, we talk about the Lord and there's late nights where we're up talking about theology or we're praying together or we're encouraging each other or we're talking about life or whatever it is. Yeah. We also have a, a building behind our house that at one point looked kind of like a freaking horse. Um, stall or whatever. Yeah, you guys
1: made that livable,
0: right? So there was just concrete slab with cinder blocks and wood and a and a shingle roof on it, and we actually put the money into it. We took out a loan. Um, probably shouldn't have done it back then, but we did. We took out a loan, and we finished this home. And that also was going to be a place uh, where people could come and live, and they'd live with us, and we'd have some sort of connection and relationship with them. And so that's still part of what we're doing. Right. There's uh, the pastor of uh, church on the street lives behind us. Yeah. And uh, we have a relationship with him and, and his daughter, and and so he'll come and eat with us, and we'll spend time with him. Yeah. And we'll pray. We'll talk about the Lord. We'll talk about ministry. It's just part of that kingdom vision that the Lord said you're going to do this, and we've said okay. Yeah. And then we've had. Um, an opportunity over time to be able to see these things kind of play out and these relationships play out. And again, it's just listening and and saying, okay, Lord, what do you, what do you want to do? And then being able to, agree together, but I mean, honestly, it's like, it's not as easy for everybody because not everybody has a spouse that says, I'll do whatever the Lord says. Right. Yeah.
1: And I think that that's the big thing for, you know, for us, we got to a place where we were sick and tired of not, you know, feeling like we were taking steps forward. And so for us, you know, you talked about God has set forth these things for you guys, like these dreams, you know, and he revealed some things. So for us, it's it's focusing on our family and it's becoming a family that's worth joining. It's, it's becoming a family that radiates the love of Christ, you know, and it's becoming a family to where we're one of our main goals is raising our children, you know, and like loving them. And, and all of that, like, that sounds it's crazy. It's like, Oh, you, you pay for this and that, but like, no, like we're a family, we're a team. Like there's this, there's this atmosphere in it that just radiates Christ because mm-hmm. we're all in this together. And so I mean, we've made some other shifts. Like the best thing for us has actually been having—we call it our business meeting—every Sunday we we preview like, "Hey, w- when's our next date night? Uh, what's the menu look like this week? What, when are you going to have your time? What are you doing? Okay, what are we doing for Shabbat? What meal are we making? You guys are doing, dude, bro. And it's been crazy. I mean, we've only had it. I mean, it's been—I think we're two and a half, three weeks in, or something like that. But it's changed. We've been talking about it for months, and we finally pulled the trigger on it, and and it's just changed the atmosphere of our home. And so, I mean, we definitely we want to do this, but you know, for us, we feel like God's telling us you're going to lead the way in Living Water for this, and so we we got to live this stuff, man. And so we're going to live it, and then you know, it's not just like oh, we're going to do this and then teach others, but there's a part of it to where we have to live it so that people could come along with us on this journey. So yeah,
0: well, um, so you know. I do freelance, so I'm all over the place. I do podcasting. So, I mean, there's days where, you know, it's like, oh, I've got this and I've got that and I've got the next thing. And so I'm always having to schedule things. And for a while, that was a point of contention, right? Like I'm always gone. I'm always doing this stuff. You know, Kim thinks that, you know, I don't want to be at home or something like that. And, you know, constantly telling her like, you know, that's not the, that's not the case. I love you. I want to be with you. I want to be here at the house, but I'm so busy doing these things. Well, now that we have this vision to get out of debt and do all these things and like really get some freedom in that area. She says, "Oh, you just take whatever job you need to take, do whatever you need to do." And she, she told, knows. She because knows because like. She in, knows. Yep. So, I'm still busy. I'm still taking jobs, but the heart towards it has changed because we know that this is something that the Lord wants us to be doing. And that's going to make all the difference in the world when when the Lord when you are knowing that this is something that God's leading you to do, right? Right. And so you get on on and so that's the main thing. I think the main thing I just kind of want to say about this whole kingdom vision for marriage and, 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 uh, family is that number one, it takes seeking the Lord and really asking him what his heart for your family and for your marriage is. And then number two, having the conversation with your spouse, yeah, like, and agreeing on that's what the lord wants to do. Right. And and again not being in a place where you have to force them force them to agree that this is what the lord wants. But when the lord speaks to both of you and confirms it and you can come together over that, it's just going to blow it it's it really you're going to have peace come into your
1: household. And and chances are, I mean, and this could start with a conversation, you know, it sounds so bad, but very rarely do husbands and wives even talk about hey, how are you doing? You know, like you could easily kick it off that way like Take your wife or your husband on a coffee date or, you know, whatever. Go get a drink at a bar. Like, go get a drink. I I don't know, but go and then in, with the intention of just saying, hey, how are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. are you happy right now? Like, mm-hmm. are you happy? And, you know, with that, like, you give them permission to be honest, it may hurt a little bit because right. you're going to see, like, right. no, I'm not happy. I'm actually yeah. miserable in our marriage right. and, like— yeah and then you can say i mean you can have a conversation like i want to change things let's do this let's change like you know let's get on the same page let's get away for for an evening for a weekend let's talk about this stuff and man if there's anyone out there that that is wanting to learn how to implement some of the things that i've been talking about man shoot us an email at the salty dogs you know what's our email
0: Salty Dogs Podcast at gmail.com. Shoot
1: us an email or message us on, on Facebook. I would love to engage with you and try to help you figure out, you know, you know, what the but obviously this is the practical side. The best person to go to is Jesus. Jesus, what do you want us to do? Um, but you know, if this is something that he says, hey, you know, begin to live in this reorienting lifestyle where you're becoming a family worth joining. Like I, I'd love to talk to anyone more about that that has questions. But yeah, I mean, how do you know if your family needs Kingdom Vision? Does your household feel like it's hopeless? Does it feel like you're living on the grind? Does it feel like your family's on edge? You know, waiting for you to explode? Like do you feel like yeah. you aren't connected to your spouse? Is the, if the answer is yes to well, any of those, yeah. you probably need Kingdom Vision. Well, I
0: I think if your relationships, your time. Um, and just your focus, if it's chaotic, you know, so in Genesis chapter one, it talks about the spirit of God hovering over the face of the deep and it was without form and it was void. And so those words actually mean two different things without form and void. And so without form actually means chaotic and without purpose and void means empty. Are you listening to me? Yeah, we're, I'm just me?
1: getting. I'm just getting some text messages. The weather's supposed to get really bad. Oh, is it? Solaris kind of freaking out. Okay, well, we should probably get home. Probably.
0: Um, so in the beginning, Spirit of God is hovering over the face of the deep. Mm-hmm. It was with, and the earth was without form and it was void. Yes. Two different descriptors. Without form means um, chaotic. The chaotic, without purpose, yeah. and void means empty. And so when he speaks light and he get and he begins to create he gives the earth form and, and he gives it purpose and then he fills it with humans right and so there's huge correlation with um you know Jesus coming and filling uh us with his spirit right. and giving us purpose as the church and and all that stuff but I think if you look at your life and you feel like it's chaotic and there's no purpose which is how I felt like there's all this stuff going on. Nothing's in order. Things are crazy. I don't even know how to function. I don't know how to exist right now. I feel like I'm wasting my time. What's the point of all right. this? You're asking those questions. There's it's you're chaotic. Purpose. It's without purpose and it's probably empty. Yeah. And so I think the Lord wants to speak into that life and light and purpose, and He wants to look at what you're seeing as maybe. Without purpose and saying no, there's purpose for it. Yeah, and he wants to take maybe what's empty and he wants to fill it. Yeah, right. And so he wants to take what's chaotic and he wants to bring order. Right. and that's all it is is just getting to a place kingdom order and and saying God, what is what is that kingdom purpose?
1: Man, I wanna I wanna and I hope no one takes this as negatively, but I just want to speak to any pastors right now and anyone that's in ministry, like any form of ministry. It's easy to assume that that is exactly. Like you're fulfilling your kingdom purpose and, you know, like this kingdom vision that God has for you by being in this ministry. That may be part of it, but if your home is out of order, and hear me now, pastors, if your home is out of order and it is chaotic and you are, you are creating a, disrupt, a disruption in your home and you are losing it on your kids and your wife, that is not okay. It's not okay, and that is not God's plan for your life. And I can guarantee you, He would rather you get your heart right and your home right than worry about how many people you're leading to Jesus. You know, on the on the weekend. Like, I feel like somebody needs to hear that. But just just know, like, your home comes first, your heart comes first, don't, your family.
0: Don't sacrifice your family and your marriage on the altar of ministry. Right?
1: Because I think that at times I've done that. Yeah, and it, and it's it's terrible. It's messy. It, it's easy to do. Yeah,
0: man. I think that's a good word to end on. Uh, I would, I'd love to keep going. I think there's a lot more to say about this, but yeah, we've got some crazy storm coming. Yeah. In we Wichita got like right now, some so
1: 80 mile an hour winds we need, coming our we way need to get rolling.
0: So man, I hope, I hope people are encouraged and, uh, right. yeah. So if, again, if, as always, if you guys have any questions, you need to get, reach out to us, hit us up on Facebook or, uh, email us at saltydogspodcast at gmail.com. Go to saltydogspodcast.com. And uh, you can reach out to us. There's a contact page. So, thanks to all our patrons. We still have people who are yes, giving on a monthly basis. Guys thank so you much. so much. we we'll have some bonus content coming soon. And uh, anyways, yeah, I got nothing else, man.
1: Man, this is a good conversation. Sorry to let have us, to just like yeah. shut it
0: down, but we got to go. Weather's about to get nuts. Yeah, if let us know.
1: What let us know if uh, this was beneficial for you guys.
0: Yep, hit us up. We appreciate you.
1: All right, bye bye. Peace.